Hello, welcome back to Invader Sports. This is week nine coverage of the English Premier League. I am Dan with Luke and Adam. Fellas, we have some games to talk about, uh, a crazy game. And uh, how about we just kick off with that, all right? We got two Liverpool fans here and one Man U fan here. 5-0, most Salah with the hat trick. And wow, uh, I, I, told, I told Luke pre-show, Adam, I had this game ruined for me. Uh, an excited Salah fan got uh, texted me. So, like, no matter what I do, if I'm busy during the game, I'm going to have it spoiled for me. So, yeah, that's it, just the way it is right now. But obviously, I was excited with the result, but also at the same time, it kind of ruined the game for me as I'm watching. So it, watch, I know it's going to happen. So, so would you watch a game? Um, so if, if you're out, then do you watch a game? Like, will you record the game and watch it without knowing the score? Yeah, well, I try to, but it's nearly impossible. Yeah. It's yeah, nearly is, impossible. Even yeah. I, I, I don't actually think I could even do that. Fair play to you. It's it's too tough. itchy feet knowing that the game's happened. I know it, it doesn't it doesn't happen as often as I like because either someone ruins it or I ruin it. But this time it was ruined by someone else, but in a good way, I guess. But uh, it's, you'd still wanna, you still want to you still want to watch the games in full. That's why watching it, there's nothing better than watching it live, you know. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, I had to work, so I, I missed it. But crazy game. Uh, I was expecting Oli to be fired. Didn't happen. Uh, I'm looking on Twitter. It looks like his job is safe. And Luke says, yeah, for, for at least the next three games. And uh, Adam, I'm pretty sure, I said this to Luke pre-show, this would have been the third time a United manager was fired directly after a Liverpool loss. Third time in a row. And... Uh, it didn't happen this time, but uh, wow, what a what a crazy game, man! What a crazy game. Where do we start? I, I mean, be, I'll tell you what. Why don't we start? I think let's start with Liverpool. Okay, let's go. Because I think there's there's a little bit we can say there, and then focus all the talk's been on United. So let's let's give Liverpool some credit. I don't actually think we played that. We no, we played well. I don't think we played. Um, like the best we've ever played. There was a lot of, you know, we were, we were quite sloppy in defence and midfield quite a few times, um, losing the ball. Um, Bruno had a really good chance right at the start. To be honest, even if he'd scored that, I think we would have just ended up winning 5-1. Um, but I guess, you know, Panate, he didn't have to do that much, but he did impress me up against... Ren Ronaldo focused a lot on Canate rather than Van Dijk for obvious reasons, but I think Canate handled him well. I mean, the bit where he sort of wrestles him down to the ground, Ronaldo's just sitting there with his arms out and the rest like, no, that's not a foul. You know, is quite a beast. And um, one thing that I was reading today is that the, the one of the Liverpool journalists said that how the after the game, the coaches were really happy with how... So I don't know if you read... Ronaldo should have been sent off, um, in my opinion, even though he kicked the ball, went for the ball. I don't know what he was expecting the ball to go through the player. Like, you know, if he, yeah. if, he if he was actually trying to get the ball, he would have uh, tried to back heel it out, not boot the play. That was that was pure anger. Um, but obviously, the rules are a bit muddy there with intent and stuff. But um, yeah, the coaches were really impressed—not impressed, but they were happy with like the team as a unit. I mean, the minute Ronaldo done that to Jones, I mean, you literally had the whole Liverpool team on Ronaldo, Van Dijk and Canate. I mean, there's a really good picture of Canate just looking at Fred as Fred's trying to square uh -huh. up to him like what are you even doing here um so there was that and then obviously it was billed to be the Salah versus Ronaldo show and I think Salah Salah just showed up I mean he was he was great that second goal uh, towards the end of the first half 
where you know nine times out of ten he's always trying to curl it to the to the far corner but this one he's just gone front post really cute finish and yeah he's just um he is a mate he he is amazing we we really we say it every week we just need to honestly just pay him what he mm. wants i mean this is you know when i speak to sort of like my uncle who's, who's a liverpool fan got me into it you know he his favorite player growing up was john barnes and he says it's the first time i've looked at a, a player and been in awe as much as when John Barnes used to run down the wing for us and take on players, it's that sort of level. And it's even, even above level. It's the first time, you know, I know we've had, we've had like fantastic players, Suarez, Torres going back to to Doug Leach, who at the moment is still, you know, Liverpool's greatest player, whether Salah could surpass that. But this is the first time I think we've had the best player in the world. No debate. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way he's playing at the moment, uh, and Luke and I were both saying pre-show, you know, maybe he doesn't play as good in a different system, uh, but he's surely killing it in this system. And the way he's playing right now is just I've I've never seen it this consistent. It's just insane. I mean, going into this game, I kind of had a feeling we were going to win. I didn't know we were going to win like this, but I thought we were going to win and Mo was going to score. I thought there were two things that were going to happen. And yeah, he scored three times, and he was just on fire, man. But yeah, a, a lot of it. I mean, credit to to Hendo on that third on his on his uh, hat trick goal, great ball. And I mean, the way yeah. the way they pressed Pogba as well. Like we, when we come on to United in a bit, and we'll talk about how they sort of played the difference in how United pressed compared to Liverpool. I mean, it was the minute Pogba got the ball, it was like a trigger, and you had I think it was Firmino and then Henderson literally on Pogba win the ball pass Salah finish. Um, shout out to Peter Nabi lad. He's putting on, I mean, he, he got injured in the end, but apparently it's not as serious as they first thought, but he's put together quite a few run of games where he's really starting to impress and look like the player that we had hoped for. I mean, Luke will remember how excited I was when we when we signed him. I mean, when we signed him, we signed him and he sort of technically was on loan at Leipzig for a year and that whole year I was just like, I can't wait to have this player. And he's yeah. sort of had injuries, but no, yeah, really me too. good performance. You know, joint. No, we're we're one point behind Chelsea, but I think we are we're in, we're doing better than I actually. I thought we would. I thought we'd sort of be that third place away from City, and, City and um and Chelsea. But it looks like we're going to be up there till the end. I don't want to. Fingers crossed in a way. In a kind of way, apparently there's rumours that the African Cup of Nations might be getting cancelled, postponed. Obviously, for people that love the African Cup of Nations, I like watching it as well. Um, I think you get to see good football's passion. It means a lot to the players, but if that does get postponed due to, I think, structural issues within within Cameroon about setting up the tournament, that would be a godsend because the one thing that worries me is Salamane and Cater going away for one month and how we cope with that. Uh, yeah, that'd that's be tough. Me on, that, that is my thoughts on, on, on Liverpool. So to give them a mention, I don't think they're at their best. I think it was a seven out of 10 performance, but they you know, the most embarrassing day in United's history, I think. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I was watching some pre-game interviews compared to post-game interviews on fans. And, you know, pre-game, they were all pretty excited saying, you know, we got we got a shot. Ronaldo's going to do what he does. And then post-game, everybody was like, fire alley, fire alley. Like, it was just complete 180 from going in. So, Luke, we don't have to talk that much about it because, you know, I when well, I'm in your see. shoes – all right. Okay. Uh, so when, when I'm, so yeah, just go ahead, go off. 
I don't even know where to start. I mean, you can start defensively, but everywhere was a joke. I mean, I completely agree with what Adam said. I don't think it was an outstanding display from Liverpool. I think it was good and consistent, but I don't think it was outstanding. It just highlighted how bad United are and how much they're all over the place. I mean, if you just look at the highlights without even watching the full game, you just see how bad Maguire was and so much was down to him alone. He's the Hayward man of the match again. Another Hayward man of the match and you conceded five goals, but the goalkeeper's still man of the match. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty bad that um, the highlight of this season so far is that De looks to be getting a little bit of form back. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, and then you lose 5-0 and he's still considered man of the match. Um, It's a joke. Like... I, I was I've been very much up until now, like um kind of let's see what Ollie can do. Um I, I know we've discussed it, Adam, kind of being like uh he steadied the ship and it probably is his time to go, but it was never before this like a full situation of he needs to go. And then I think after Gary Neville's still defending him like isn't that correct? Well, I mean uh, they're friends, so you yeah. kind of understand it, but so, you should not be with sorry. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, so Dan, do you, when you watch Premier League games um, over where you are, who are like sort of your um, half-time, pre-game, post-game? Who who are the? Do you have any ex-footballers that do the the talking? The, the it's it's always the different. It's always different. Wow, uh, we were actually kind of annoyed for for certain Champions League games for a while until he got hired as a coach. Steve Nash did it, and he's a ex NBA player, and. It was just like, what the hell is going on? Like, Steve Nash, really? I mean, he tried his best, and he's a big Tottenham fan, so, like, he loves the game. But we were we were kind of annoyed with that. We got some Thierry Henry ever since he was fired from uh, Montreal, um, but not as much as you'd want. They really uh, – it's, kind of, it's kind of annoying, but they really choose a face over someone's, you know, past or skill – because yeah. they just they just want to draw people in with the American audience. That's what that's all they're trying to do. So we, we don't the have the best I'm, options. Reason I'm mentioning that because the big sort of um, not debate, but a big thing that's been talked about in in England at the moment. So we have like most Premier League games are on Sky Sports, and and one of the 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 key sort of they're like a duo. You have got Jamie Carragher, former Liverpool player, and Gary Neville, Gary Neville, former United player. Um, he's on there a lot, and. Um, Obviously played with Oli, their mates, they won titles together. And he's he's come under a lot of criticism because he's still and look, I mean, me and Luke spoke about it before. It's not necessary that he needs to come out. And this is what everyone's saying to him. And he's he's tweeting, he's replying to people saying no, but he doesn't need to come out and say, sack Oli, Ollie, you know, shit. But he won't even come out and criticize. The the only t- the only thing with that is I think up until the last month or so, you could kind of argue, right? As much as don't agree, and Ollie, I think, was very clear before this year anyway, that he's been out of his depth. But I think when you look at the last month, month, sorry, and then you look at literally this weekend, I don't know a single manager who's in the top half, well, okay, no, let's say top six, that loses to a rival by 5-0 at home already kind of on the fence whether he's good enough or not. I don't understand what other club would not fire him. Like, 
don't know if you feel the same, but I, I'm so shocked he still has a job. I think yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, gone down. I'm, I'm yeah, shocked. I, think, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. I think um, maybe if you, I, I would probably exclude Man City and and Liverpool from that because they've been there, they've won it, and maybe even too sure. But yeah, the other jobs, I, you know, if they were performing how Oli is, um, I'm saying as well, losing to your rival five nil at home. Yeah, but like the, the thing is, no, yeah, no, I know, I, I, I agree. I think, but the, it's the it's not necessary because you lost six two last year to, to to Spurs and um it's different you know no no that's what I'm saying it isn't I mean you Alex Ferguson lost four one to, to Liverpool Old Trafford when Torres vandalised the back line but I think the difference and and Liverpool have lost to Man City by heavy results but I think the difference is the the performance as well so it's not just Agreed. the scoreline you know if we come away from that game and said you know what. Ronaldo missed a couple of chances. Liverpool had a penalty. They, you know, Paul got sent off. Then they scored a couple of goals. They were just ruthless. But United, they showed, you know, five was never a good performance, but they showed some some fight. But this this game, there was, there was no there was no you know, real fight until Pogba. So Pogba come on. You know what's really funny? The roles have, have completely reversed with Man United and Liverpool because I remember years ago. United come to um, come to Anfield. Gerard was on the bench. Liverpool were losing. Gerard come on, lost his head and got sent off. And it's completely like the roles are completely reversed now. You know, Pogba coming on, Pogba getting sent off. And I think I think this is going to be from a Liverpool United perspective. This is going to be detrimental to his. I mean, we did win last year at Old Trafford, but empty stadium a little bit different. Um, I think now we've Liverpool's a team. We've always sort of shot ourselves when we've gone to Old Trafford. We've been a bit scared. We've been like, "Oh, let's play it safe." A draw is a good result. If we go to Old Trafford and get a nil-nil, we are happy. Whereas now, I think next season, the season after, we're going to go there with this mentality that this is just another stadium where we can blow the team away. So I think they've 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 within this one game, because the other games, if we've beaten you, it's been we we got lucky or. You know, even last season, I think it was 3-2. We were like, oh, you know, we deserve to win, but we were a bit lucky. Fine, good result, Old Trafford, no fans in the stadium. Whereas now it's like, I'm not just going to another stadium. I'm now, I'm more scared of going to the Etihad than Old Trafford, which is mad to me because Old Trafford is meant to be this fortress. But Do you think if a different manager came in, would you feel differently? No, even if I still, I just think that little bit of, it's just a, whether it's true or not, that one little bit of sort of magic, that bit of sort of hoodoo that's there is sort of gone, it's been dispelled. Even if there's another manager, don't get me wrong, you bring Conte in, we're going to have to go to Old Trafford next week, I'm going to be like, that's going to be a tough game, but it's not. The players. It's lost the fear factor. You know, like we've, we've still got players that are going to be at Liverpool for the next five years, and we've got players like Trent. So, for example, Trent is going to be at Liverpool, I think, for the next 10, 15 years, probably be there for the rest of his career. He will now have that mentality that no matter how many players we change, Van Dijk goes, Salah retires, whatever, Trent will be there and be like, don't worry, this place, it's not all that. And I think that's the mentality we've got. We've almost... Liverpool are reaching a United under Ferguson mentality. Well, that's what Klopp has created. You know, it reminds me of when I saw those Liverpool players going at Ronaldo after he fouled Jones. It reminded me 
similar to how the United players would go against Arsenal or the Arsenal players would go against um, even vice versa, for example, when Vanessa missed a penalty and uh, Martin Keogh went up to his face. But that, that intensity of, that our boys have got that United don't have anymore. I think Solskjaer, and like fair, fair play to the United fans, they, you know, if this was Steve Bruce at Newcastle, bloody hell, that, that was bad. Like, I don't know if, if you saw either of you, but after he got sacked, he come out and said about how much the abuse really got to him and how hard it was for him. Whereas with Solskjaer, it's, it's not really, I mean, obviously you're going to get the few on Twitter that do abuse and stuff, but they're idiots. But I think overarching, United fans, they, they just, they're being smart. They're saying, look, we love him as a player, he's a legend, as a man, but he's a, he's a sound guy. He came in at a time where United was in disarray. He got us to a point where we had these wonderful players, but you're not that level. Of how, how much longer? How much longer does that mentality last, though? How long before United fans? United, they'll never turn on social. It'll be the owners. They'll look at the owners and they'll say to the owners, why are you letting our United legend go through this? Because look, I, I don't care, you know, what you see some interviews with some United fans and stuff saying, if Oli's got any love for United, he'll resign. But he, that's not true because he's not... Look, he, he went through, he was managed by Sir Alex Ferguson and he had a mentality instilled in him. And that mentality is not to give up, not to quit, to keep going. So he's not going to quit, no matter how bad it gets, because he will believe in himself. He has every right to. So it's, it's the board that's almost letting him down by not saying, you're not good enough. And I mean, I love, I love hearing this history. It's great. I just got to say. So keep going. Yeah. What were you saying? I was just, it's, you also get United, some fans coming in now saying that Conte, oh, the style of play is going to be... No, Conte, the difference between a manager like Conte and Solskjaer is Conte isn't a one-glove-fits-all. you know, one glove fits all. He won't go to United and instantly. He's not going to play like he did at Inter or Czech. He'll, he'll, he's a good manager that he will unite that United team and play them how they should be played. He'll unlock Pogba. They got Conte. Pogba's best ever... Um, sort of seasons were under Conte when he was in that Juventus team. He'll go there, he'll contact Pogba will sign a contract like that and he'll stay and he'll unlock him. I've said this to you, Luke, already. I think Fred, for example, he'll make him a better player. I don't think Fred is as bad as people like to say. Um, so, yeah, that's my opinion. Solskjaer should go. It's, it's kind of, even as a Liverpool fan, it's kind of sad because you never want to see these legendary players sort of end like this. But go on, if, if, if Solskjaer got sacked now, would there be any club, even in the championship, that would say, we've got to go and get him as manager? Well, I was going to ask you that. Does he continue coaching after this? He goes back he in does, Norway, but not this level. Not yeah, this I mean, he, I, I don't know who would take a chance. I mean, he went to Cardiff early on in his career and failed, then went back to Mulder. And the thing is, he's never going to get as good a job as United job. No, no. My father-in-law said, uh, you know, he's he's been a soccer fan his whole life, and he said kind of exactly what you were saying, Adam. He he said that he brought him in. They brought him in at a time where they needed someone to write the ship, but now they have they're just they have too many good players for someone like him to be managing them, and that's kind of sounding like what you think, and. Yeah. You got to wonder, though, like, 
all I'm hearing really is is Conte. Is there anybody else that can come in? There's got to the be favorite. someone else. He is the favorite. Uh, yeah. I think Zidane is talked about. I'm not sure it's that serious, though. I think Zidane doesn't um, fancy it is the problem. Yeah. I think, I think if, Conte is the best. If Ollie was fired tomorrow, it would be Conte. Right. I don't think there's a question. He want, Supposedly, he wants the job. And I don't think you're going to get a better manager at what, like, a third of the way through the season. Because the, the issue with, I think, United are going to find themselves in, if this was um, a couple of years ago, so when Oli first took charge, um, he took charge like halfway through the season when um, Mourinho got sacked. If then he went to the end of the season and then they got rid of him, I think they could have then taken a risk, not a risk, but they could have looked at some younger managers like Ten Hag at Ajax, um, Nigelsmann, who was at Leipzig at the time, um, some other managers to be like, right, we're going to give them a couple of years and start buying players to build a team. But I think where they've had Oli now, they're at a point where the players they've now got, it's almost like a, they haven't got any more time. They haven't got another three years to build yeah. up. They they need a manager to come in. They've got Ronaldo, who's going to be there for a couple of years. Cavani, who's aging. Pogba's not getting any younger. I mean, they've got some young players, Sancho, Greenwood, but they've got the right. They've actually got the right amount of experience and youth that they need to get a manager with a winning mentality that knows. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, Conte is. I, I'd be. I love Conte. Um, when he was when he was Italy manager, the things he done with that team. That is not one of the best Italy teams you've ever seen, but he managed to get them to play and work. As he says in interviews, he's a serial winner. He went to Chelsea, he won. He went to Inter, he won. He turned to Lukaku. I mean, we look at Lukaku at Chelsea now, I think he's been all right. Not as good as I expected, but I think that's down to Conte. Conte turned Lukaku into an absolute animal. And to think, he'd, if he did go to United, don't get me wrong, he was gonna he will be there for three years max and then he'll get sacked because I think that's what happens. He falls out with the board. But United aren't... It's very rare now that you find football teams and I think we're lucky at Liverpool with Klopp. Oh, maybe, yeah, we're lucky. Maybe at City with, with Guardiola, but I think he might leave in a couple of years. You don't really... You don't find managers anymore that go to a club and find set out a dynasty. So United now need to be in this market where they're like, right, we've got a team that for the next three years can challenge. Get Conte in. Boom. Then he'll go, they'll get someone else in, buy players, and it'll be that constant cycle. I yeah, think, I mean, yeah, I think I was, yeah, sorry. sorry I think with, um, I think what this season has showed so far is that Ollie has reached his cap. Because, yeah. you know, you've got some serious players coming in, like you were saying, Adam, like you've got Varane that's come in. Defense should be way better at the moment than it is. You've got, Arguably one of the best players. No, not even arguably. You've got one of the best players to ever play the game. Sure. And like you were saying, Adam, you've got enough youth in there to match kind of the the um the energy of a and like kind of the fast-paced game that Solskjaer wants to play on the like uh, counter counter-attacking wise. There's no excuses now. I, I think before you could have said, you know, we're missing X version and that, and I still argue about the number six. Um, but I, I don't know. I think this has only shown that he's reached his his top level because he should be doing so much more. 
Conte would, I hate to say it because I still don't rate Maguire, but Conte would love a defender like Maguire. Maguire is, is almost like a, an Italian defender. He's got that last, that sort of, that, that mentality, hit the ball, clear the ball, that, those last blocks that you see. That's where he's at his best. He's not at his best when he's trying to play from the back. halfway line and play from the back and play these fancy passes. But he, he does that under Solskjaer. Is, doesn't really is that what he's being told to do, though? Because I kind of feel like it is. Because he never it really might, did the same at Leicester. But it might be whether he's been told to do that or whether he... It could even be that he can do that because no one's telling him not to. Whereas when you have a man, certain managers... I mean, look, look, we're 5-0 up and Klopp is still raging with 10 minutes to go because some of the players aren't doing what he says. That's what I mean. These managers, they demand. They say, I'm your manager. I tell you what to do. You're the player. You go and do it. Yeah, you have some creative freedom, but there is structure. And that's what you don't really have at United. I mean, like, like they've shown, when you watch that first goal, uh, I think the, the first or the second goal, um, I think Bruno goes to press Allison on his own. Why are you pressing Allison on your own? You need to go as a team if you're going to yeah, do it's that. Odd. And then by the time the ball goes to Robertson, Greenwood then starts his press. And by then it's too late because it's not even a sprint and we get out. And then we've beaten, we've beaten the, the press, if you'd even call it that. It was very much... No, United can't press. Yeah. They just well, can't. They've got no structure. They've got no... You know, the pressing isn't just about running after the ball and closing the man down. It's about it's about having, you know, a trigger to say, you know, when X player gets the ball, three men close him down and put him under pressure. It, it's exactly like you said. And I think the example of Pogba... It's schoolboy football how United play. At best. Yeah, it's schoolboy though, you know, all, all sort of individuals. I mean, do you know the, 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 the highlight or the... If if the if the game had to be summed up from one clip, it would be I think it might have been the third goal when Maguire runs straight into Luke Shaw and the ball just trickles past yeah. and all of a sudden you've got like I don't understand how that's a thing. Like I don't understand how that's happened to be so unaware of the person that plays right next to you. And 5 0 was, to be honest, after that fifth goal went in, we just took our foot off the break. Klopp even come out, he didn't say that, obviously, but he even came out and said, you know, at one point, we just wanted to minimize any injuries and just see the game out. Because I think the level of intensity from us did drop off in a way, and we were just passing it, bopping it about. If, um, if you ever wanted to show someone the difference between good management and poor management, all you'd have to do is show them that game. Yeah. Do you think. Anyone outside of a club legend is fired right after that game? I think even as a club legend, you should be fired after that game. I don't think, I just think the United board are just, I mean, uh, also Alex Ferguson sort of within the board. Yeah, I heard him. Um, as well. I heard him. Um, Ferguson was at Carrington today, giving yeah. a speech and helping yes. Ollie. Is the that not the, the most embarrassing day. thing? Well, at the end of the day, the Glazers know that the fans hate hate them and want them out. And the one thing they don't have, the one thing they don't have a ball like from is the manager because he's a, a yes man or he doesn't come out against the owners. It's comfortable for them. And at the moment, it's not affecting them because they're still looking to finish in the top four, etc. I mean, if they kept 
probably losing more games eventually you have to sack him but I think like, to be honest if they lose heavy to Spurs it might be different but I don't I don't even know if they will I, I was about I to see ask B. I could see Oli being here till the end of the season I, I honestly I mean, I think if that's the case, I think Europa League's probably about as far as we're going to get into a, into European football next year. Because that's well, I mean, it's it's a tough situation, man. It really is. Like I'm trying to put myself in, in your <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm Not trying to put us. myself in in his shoes, right? Who does everybody think is going to follow up Klopp? What I'm hearing is is Gerard. That's what everybody thinks. So if he does. And if something similar like this happens, what do you do? I mean, I'm not trying to compare Ali to Gerard, but still, it's a club legend. So it's Look a tough how situation. Chelsea dealt with Frank, that right? That's true. Them. They got rid of him because they weren't performing. The fans still love him. No one talks about him in a bad name. I think yeah. the one, th- the one thing I'd say about um, Ger- uh, can't speak Gerard. Um, is uh, he's he's had. I mean, he's with Rangers. He's been there a couple of years now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's much better experience than what you're getting from the likes of Ollie, where he was at Cardiff and Mulder. Um, where was Lampard before Chelsea? At Derby. Yeah, I kind of just feel like it, it's potentially easier for him I think to go from Rangers to Liverpool I know it's still a big jump but compared to the likes of Oli and Lampard I think it is a slightly different situation well and like you said he's but, been there a few years and he's he's gotten them further and further every year he, exactly. he's, he's won the Scottish League with them he took them further in the in the European Championship than they've been uh, I'm sorry what's the second one called Europa you just said League. it Europa. yeah Europa League the farthest they've been in however many years uh, last year, and we'll see what happens with him this year. But he he progressed at least. He actually has yeah. been through some stuff, and and that that's experience, right? You want you want experience, and as well just, there's yeah, there's always this like when you look at the Frank Lampard situation, the short term reaction for the first couple of weeks was oh my god, what have they done? They've sent to Club Legend, how dare they? You know, they didn't even give him a chance. And then three months later, Tuchel wins the, you know, gets top four and w- wins the Champions League. And they look back yeah. and reflect. And and that's the, almost just got to rip the plaster off. Because eventually then everyone now says, Chelsea made the right decision. Lampard wasn't ready. Lampard's still a club legend. They still love him. Maybe one day he'll come back when he gets more experience. Yeah. And, and, yeah. That's a perfect example. It really is. So... All right, we'll see how these next three games play out. Uh, one, do you want to put your thoughts on Harry Maguire? I know you, you, you chatted about him a bit. I was speechless, to be honest. I, I feel a bit bad because he's been playing through injury, isn't he? In a way it looks like it. He has, and so has Rashford, to be fair. But I feel it, it's a weird situation because the end of last season or the second half of last season we finally started to see like a little bit of consistency from Maguire. He started to look like what, what, where he was at at, um, at Leicester. And for some reason, going into the season, it's just um, gone backwards. I, I'm not sure why or what's happened. Even just positioning, like he's him and Luke Shaw seems to have, seem to have lost that communication. So I don't know. I'm hoping when Varane's back, 
and a new manager, it will sort itself out. But we'll see. Well, the season's not lost. That's for sure. Uh, lots of games left. And, you know, you got to keep faith, see what happens. And um, you have, put it this way, there's a lot of teams who would want to be in your position right now, even though you just got crushed. Uh, you got a really good roster. You got some young talent. But what's, what's, what's up with Sancho? Why can't he do anything? Is it the management? I don't know. It can take players some time to adjust, but I do also think it's probably management. Um, when you kind of, I mean, the last few games especially have shown the lack of direction. I mean, Oli's never had a, a style of play, if you like. But at the moment, I just think he's playing formations that does not suit the players that he has. And I think certain players are suffering for it. Um, I think Sancho is one of them. And I think Fred is probably one of them too. Um, just because of the formations that we're playing and the and the way we're trying to play. It, it doesn't make sense. And yeah, like I said, players are suffering for it. Yeah, that's true. Well, as always next week, you got Spurs, so you got to get ready to, to face them. And uh, you know, you know what? Maybe you'll win. And then everything's not so bad. So we're going to go through the rest of the game. So I'm going to skip a couple that were a bit boring, but uh, Arsenal continue their good play. 3-1 win over Villa. And uh, yeah, Bamiyang scores again. He's on fire. Best, best, have played, uh, best have played all season that game. Yeah. yeah. Really, really fun to watch. You know, the, the bit we give Arteta, that was one of the first times where you look at it and say, ah, that's your vision. That's, that's what you want. Um, but we sort of saw it with Spurs against the Spurs game as well. But I think the big test for them now is they've got Leicester. They have not yet put on consistent performances where you've gone, ah, that's Arteta's vision and that's Arteta's vision. Game one, game two, game three. It's very much, I see what Arteta's trying to do. The next game, that's awful. I don't see what you're trying to do. Yeah, so it's I mean... Consistency. But in the beginning of the season, it was like the sky is falling for Arsenal, right? And now they're they're playing well. So and uh, Smith Rowe getting getting another goal. So you know you got to be happy if if you're an Arsenal fan right now. I, I would imagine. Uh, and we're gonna try to get one on soon, I think. So uh, yeah. Uh, and next I put up, Smith Rowe, my fantasy. So yeah, you so, did. Yeah, that's, a, thing, that's, yeah. that's a great poll. Uh, Chelsea absolutely batter Norwich seven uh, nil. A, a touchdown. They put a touchdown up on them. And What's the uh, point of Norwich sometimes you think I, just... I know. They're so bad. They're so bad. I, I I mean, I'm almost at the point of I don't feel bad anymore, but I, I still kind of do. I mean they're they're minus twenty one on, on goal differential. The the second closest is nine. I mean they're just they're just I mean this added to it, it was seven goals here. But I mean this has pretty much been their season, right? They they just how stink. embarrassing how embarrassing is it going to be when the, they, they'll get they'll get a win this season? Uh, what team is it going to be that they are going right. to beat? I'd love yeah. it. Maybe. <laughs> it might Maybe be United. Maybe that'll be the nail in the coffin for Ollie. A loss to Norwich at Carrow Ride. Oh man, yeah, that would uh, that would get somebody fired. That's for sure. Especially this team this year. 
I mean, they, they cannot do anything. They can't keep the ball. They can't score. They can't defend. I mean, just send them down now. Relegate them now. It's like uh, stop the bleeding. Oh, my goodness. If you're a Norwich fan, you're listening. I'm very sorry. Uh, okay. Crystal Palace ties Newcastle United 1-1. And Benteke and Callum Wilson with the goals. Uh, I thought this was an interesting game. What about you guys? I think again, really like Palace this season. Vieira's gotten playing really good football. They're just they're just lacking and, and something. Something's just not right where they're sort of I mean, when you look at the stats for the game, they absolutely dominated um, Newcastle, but then they ended up one all. So whether it's that bit of that killer instinct to put their chances away. I think it's um, coming though. Yeah, yeah. I think like this is what's that? Vieira's ninth game in charge. And they're playing really good football and they're, they're not losing. Um, so I think this is one. I think this is one that next season, the season after, we're actually going to see how good Palace are because they've got, like I keep saying, they've got young players. They've got players that are going to grow. They've got a manager now that's trying to play exciting football and they're a team that, you know, I'll, I'm happy to say in three years' time, I can see them putting a West Ham-style season together where they're playing this really nice, attractive football and they're just beating teams. Yeah, uh, I could see that as well. I mean, they're definitely on the up and up. Uh, okay, but I'm, but there's always a player like like Callum Wilson that can, you know, no matter how bad, it's. It, some people call it the eraser. You have a player like this that can just erase all your mistakes, and then all of a sudden you got to draw. And uh, I think he's one of those players. He he's he's quality. He can he can score pretty much whenever against any team. And uh, Newcastle's to try to hold on to him uh, next year when they start bringing in all these all these people that we assume that they're going to do. Uh, Watford Everton. This was the most interesting game of the weekend, in my opinion, because of all these late goals. Watford win five two. They had a goal in the seventy eighth, eightieth, eighty sixth, and ninetieth plus one, and and they were down two one going into that because uh, Richarlison scored in the, in the 63rd to make it 2-1. So weird game, really weird game. Did you guys catch any of this? Yeah, and I think it was funny to see Josh King didn't get a goal. I, don't think, I think when Josh King was at Everton, he didn't score a single goal, and then he goes to Watford and bags a hat trick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit concerning for Everton because, I mean, I don't think they're doing too bad in the table, but they're just sort of, doing nothing at the moment. They're not really exciting to watch. They're not that poor. Um, and I think Benitez isn't, I don't want to say he's under pressure, but it's a bit, like he was always going to be under under pressure because he's a former Liverpool manager and they're not playing the best. I think he had to come and play really good football to convince the Everton fans and they're not doing that. And it's also very surprising to see a Rafa Benitez team 2-1 up and lose 5-2 because yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like, doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nearly impossible, right, to score four goals in just north of 12 minutes. So that's that's pretty impressive, and King getting two of those goals. So, uh, yeah, good game for him. Uh, okay, uh, next up, I'm going to talk about this He Chan guy, man. He, he's scoring a lot lately. Uh, he scores for Wolves. Uh, Leeds end up drawing at the very end of the game from a penalty off of Rodrigo's foot. And, uh, yeah, 1-1 one, one here, Leeds versus Wolves. But they got a player in Hichan, that's for sure. They got a player yeah. here. And he's from South Korea, so maybe he's the next son. You never know. Got to keep an eye out for him. And, 
And then we're going to move on to Man City beating Brighton 4-1. Sorry, Marcus. Uh, we do want you to write back in, though, man. So write back in. I know you've had two or three bad games since you've written since you've wrote in so like don't don't act like writing to us was the curse and uh hopefully we can get your thoughts especially since you've had some adversity here but uh this is just one of those man city games that when they play well they're pretty hard to play against and that's just was good to see empty back though for brian that's a big yeah big bonus for them for them having him back from injury really good player yeah um what are your thoughts on man city are you are you yeah, well, let, me, let me get you both, both, both of you guys. Same, better, better the same. I'm actually a little surprised how many goals they're scoring without a proper striker, to be honest. And I know that might sound a little bit stupid, but I think they've dealt with the situation well. They don't look to be like they don't look like a team that's missing a striker right at the moment. And Guardiola gave a great interview after the game when the interviewer said something about how he's they're scoring loads of goals without a striker and he looked Guardiola looked at the reporter in the eye and was like um listen Sky I, I'm gonna tell you something now and the reporter was like oh are you like, oh exciting he was like when we lose this season and we will lose when we lose you will uh, you will you will ask me and tell me about how we need a striker and he went I promise you that so it's quite funny one week one week, everyone's saying they don't need a striker. Look at this. And then the next week, everyone's saying, oh, they could do with a striker. Um, but, yeah, they've got a, just got such a good squad and Phil Foden's such a quality player. And who knows, maybe Guardiola's going to start transforming um, into this false nine, similar to what he done with Messi. And then they won't need a striker. But, yeah, I think they're favourites for the league. Purely, not because I think they're better than us. Uh, Liverpool, but purely because they've just got that squad depth, which is just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, they have more depth than anyone. And yeah. a friend of mine was looking at the odds for Champions League and Premier League, and he's like, Man City's the favorite for both of these. And I'm like, dude, that's been the same story for the last five years. They're always the favorites. You know, whether or not they can come through with it is a different story. And for the Champions League, that's been a no. Uh, Premier League, yeah, they've they've been able to do that quite a few times, but you know the fact that they're favorites doesn't doesn't do anything for me because they're always the favorites, you know, and uh, how they deal with that pressure, you know, they've done fine domestically. They haven't been able to to take it home in Europe yet, but uh, and I don't think they're going to do it this year either. But that just could be because I'm a hater, so I'll uh, leave that to everybody else to decide. But uh, moving on to Sunday, we've got a couple more since we talked about Liverpool already. Uh, so uh, Leicester City beat Brentford. Brentford put up a nice effort. Second they drew game. the game. Yeah. Second game in a second game in consecutive weeks where they've they've well no against Chelsea it was sort of last twenty minutes, but against Leicester they they peppered them, dominated them, played really good football, just couldn't couldn't finish and. I think last week, Thomas Frank, Brentford manager, sort of laughed it off and said, oh, these things happen. Whereas this week, he was a bit more pissed off that it's happened again. Um, after the game, when they were on the pitch, he went up to um, uh, Schmeichel, the Leicester keeper, and, and just said to him, basically, you're fucking lucky you won that, which I oh. think quite funny. But yeah, Leicester uh, put back-to-back results. They were wobbling a little bit, but... Performing really well, Tealsman um, getting a couple of goals, and yeah, I think it's going to be a good game, Arsenal Leicester. 
I think you've got two teams that get in a bit of form and, you know, almost they're, they're almost two teams that are probably going to be competing for that Europa spot or Arsenal hope they're competing for the Europa spot. Yeah, I'm excited to see that game for sure. I'm excited to see that. Uh, and then last one, we have 1-0 West Ham United on Antonio's goal. Take down Tottenham. And uh, if you're a Tottenham fan, I'd be pretty annoyed. What about you guys? Yeah, I think um, it's Nuno Versoli this weekend. Yeah, maybe one oh, of them yeah. will go. Nuno Versoli. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit um, I was listening to a to a Wolves fan on a podcast earlier, and they were talking about how when when Nuno was at Wolves, it was very much a first half they were they were they were awful, and second half they didn't they'd improve. That's how it went. But this this time at Spurs, it seems to be the opposite. First half they're playing all right, and second half they just um, come out and look look at a different team and. I, I thought, honestly, I thought last week, I think it was the last week Kane got his first goal. And I really thought he'd kick on and he just hasn't. And it's just a bit like, oh, what's going on now? You're nine weeks in. You've had your maybe three, four weeks of frying mm-hmm. didn't get you moved to City. But now, what's going on? So it, yeah. is quite, it is quite concerning because you think, you know, Kane was looking to go for this Alan Shearer record of most goals. And, you know. He's not getting any younger, and he's he picked up injuries, so he needs to make the most of this. But another good win for West Ham. They're just picking, they're picking up the wins, and they're in the top four. Dan and I, I know you predicted they would get top four. I still don't think they will because I still don't think they have the squad depth, or I don't think they have the quality for top four. I think the quality is is good, but I don't think it's top four worthy. And again, like I say, I think that Christmas period when games come thick and fast will. We'll see how good they really are. But David Moore's doing a really good job. Could get yeah, the United I mean, job, maybe. Yeah. I mean, this was my bold prediction going into the season. Uh, they're getting the wins different than I think they would. You know, I, I knew Antonio would get his goals, but but Suchek, I thought he'd get more than he, than he has so far. Uh, Declan Rice, good player. But but Tottenham, man, they're not scoring enough goals. They're really not. They got to they gotta figure something out to get more goals because they have really good players. And, you know, it's not like – they're still in sixth place, so it's not like you need to really panic if you're them. But they got to score more. I mean, how many times have they been blanked this year? It seems like four times now. Yeah. So and that's where you'd say Spurs are at their best normally. That's the, you know, going up front. It's normally defensively you'd say that's their weak point. And up front they've got these, you know, great attackers. But... Yeah. So, all right. Uh that wraps up the games for this week. Do you guys know who you want to pick? I do. Yeah, let's, who, who's first this week? Who went first last week? I believe you're first, Adam. I'm and first, you, right. So you're going to um, be in first place still. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, we'll, 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 I'll tally up the, the goals for the next week. Next week. But looking, I, I know Salah scored. Um, I think Salah scored and Smith Rowe scored. Um, myself, but I think what I always do, I, I sort of look at the fixtures and think, what game game can we target? And I haven't got a Southampton player in there yet, so I'm gonna go for uh, Broger. So he is the he's on loan from Chelsea. He scored back to back games, and he looks like he might become their starting number nine. So that's my pick. Okay. Luke? Um, 
I'm pretty sure I've not picked a City player yet. You have so, not. I'm going to go with Foden. Oh, good pick. Yeah, actually, I took KDB. So this is only the second City player taken. Adam, you don't have one yet. I so, don't have a City player yet. Yeah. Well, you, you got that in I your back him. pocket. I need him. Yeah, I know. Uh, you got that in your back pocket. Yeah, you're doing well. All right, I'm going to take the guy I talked about pre uh, a couple minutes ago, He Chan. I think he's going to keep up this this goal streak, and uh, I think he'll get a couple more goals. You know, he's he's doing pretty well. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take him. And uh, all right, so make sure you get your your emails in to scenevaders at gmail.com. We do have social media now. A friend of mine, Roland, who's going to do the NBA show, he, he did all the social media. So uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's at Inv- Invader Sports. So if you want to follow us there, and get get a chat going he's going to be the one running it but you know we're, we can comment on that as well so uh and that's you know every sports show that we have so uh if you want to get involved there that's at invader sports on all social media platforms and then the main show is scene invaders uh, again on every platform we're scene invaders and uh yeah get some questions in scene invaders at gmail.com and uh yeah we're looking at you marcus we want to hear from you i mean you're still in f- what fifth place i think they're still in fifth place yeah, they are. Brighton's still in fifth place. So 15 points. It's not like it's not like you, you got to start losing all your games now. You know, get that magic you had early on. Get back to it. You never know. So, all right, signing off. We'll talk to you guys next week. And, uh, yeah. See you later. Bye. See you later. Oh, thank you.